The Selfish Path to Romance. Download Chapter 1 for free at drkenner.com and at amazon.com. Kathleen, welcome to the show. Thank you. Um, How are you? D- yeah, I'm, I'm doing well. Tell me, what's your situation? I, I have trouble with my emotions. I, I let everything make me cry. Okay. Um, good and bad. I take, I take innocuous comments as a criticism. For instance, I was watching a show one day and laughing, and my husband said, Oh, that's funny. And I took that as a threat, like he was, like he didn't, I don't know. I just went off the handle and couldn't control myself. Yeah, what, what specifically did you say to him? Something about having to watch the stupid stuff he watches that I'm not interested in. I, I don't even remember, but I remember like standing outside of myself and thinking, what are you doing? All he did is ask you if it was funny, you know? Yeah, but um, you took it as if he asked you what? He was questioning your judgment? Maybe. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know, but it's everything. I'm, I'm, if I have a suggestion given to me at work, I take it as a personal attack. Um, I, uh, you know, if my daughter says, Mom, I wish you would do this, I take that as an attack, like I'm not being a good enough mom or whatever. So, so partly, you're very critical of yourself. Because, oh, extremely. Yeah, tell me something that you do very, very, very well, Kathleen, that nobody could criticize you on, whether you bake brownies or something that you're very proud of. Jeez, I don't know. I crochet. I'm, I'm extremely logical. I like to work puzzles, things like that. So if somebody told you that you don't know how to crochet, what's your gut response? I'd, I'd probably cry and want to show them that yes I do (laughs) oh so what I'm hearing is that you want to give yourself the gift of um, judging having a standard of judgment so that you're not wobbling all over the place any criticism is valid that's what it seems like it's like in your own mind yeah that you take them seriously and they're the ruler the standard of judgment when I say ruler I think of a yardstick or a um, just, you know, what is your standard of judging yourself? And you, I had to learn. I used to think that I always needed to please other people. And if they liked me, then I liked me. Yes, I, I can relate to that. <laughs> and I had to jump that hurdle. V- very fortunately, I met my husband, who did not come at the world that way. And he totally intrigued me because he was his own person and he would tell me things like you know I'd say how's the steak and he that I just cooked him as you know we were newly married and he'd say oh it's rubbery and part of me would be saying you're supposed to say it's nice you're supposed to say everything I do is nice and another part of me was saying he's being honest I'm not used to this And I was liking it, and I'm thinking that he's right, but it it was like you standing outside of yourself and saying, I shouldn't be picking on my husband, but Mm -hmm. I'm still doing it. It's like you have some awareness that you're off base with that. So here's here's what I recommend. Our emotions are wonderful tools that we can use as detective work. And if you're crying all the time, then... That, that to me, tells me that you're experiencing very big losses because tears come from loss, sadness, depression, feeling down in the dumps. That's the emotion we feel when we're dealing with loss. 
And so what that it hits it right on the head because I lost. Hey, I got to interrupt this because we've got to pay some bills. Thirty seconds. That's it. A very quick ad, and then Alan will be back. Romance. Oh, I wish guys knew more about what we want from a relationship. <laughs> Boy, I wish I knew more about what I want. Where's that ad I saw? Ah, uh, here it is. The Selfish Path to Romance, a serious romance guidebook. Download Chapter One for free at selfishromance.com and buy it at amazon.com. Hmm, the selfish path to romance—that is interesting. That's the emotion we feel when we're dealing with loss. Yeah, so what that it hits it right on the head because I lost my mother when I was a very young child. Okay, tell me. I can't let go of that, and I have a horrible fear of what of losing, of losing something, someone. Anything. So, of losing your top values, your t- anything that you hold dear to you. I'm guess. I'm not. I'm not saying this is it. I'm asking you. No, but well, that makes sense because it's like I don't even want to like me enough to be disappointed in myself. I, I don't know how to explain this. So um, it. So this is what we. What is considered delayed um, grieving? I mean, it's so. It's complicated grieving. You had trauma as a very young child. Tell me what happened with your mom. She died of cancer. How old were you? I was four. Four years old? Yeah. Wow, what do you remember about that? Well, that's, that's my problem. Um, I've, I, I, I've tried to get a memory of her, I, any memory. I was no pictures? Her spanking me. Yes, I have some pictures, yeah. but it, it's not a first-hand memory type thing, and it bothers me because <clears throat> I had to go stay with family because she, she couldn't take care of us. Yeah. So um, You mean I before the family. age of four? Right. Yeah. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't have very much time with her anyway. And I, I think that's what it all comes down to, but then I think, like, you're an adult. You know, grow up. It's, it's silly. It's, you know. Okay, don't do that to yourself because... If you would you tell me if I lost someone I loved to grow up and get over it, it's silly. No, but I get very upset at people that get angry at their mothers because we have them. You know what I'm saying? And maybe that's why I get angry when my daughter gets angry with me or criticizes me or makes a suggestion at me because I think, my God, you have me. So the contrast of having no mother versus having you with a couple of times when you're, yeah, you, you, you might be cranky or like all of us, maybe not the perfect mother at times. You're, to you, your loss is so profound that how could anybody complain about their mother? Right. So, so here's what I recommend. Can you see how much, how much you've gained just from this short conversation that you're learning about judging yourself? You're learning that sadness is loss and you you were able immediately then to to figure out what the most profound loss was for you and now you're even able to understand your own snappiness your anger i would highly recommend cognitive therapy um, let me give you the website for that. Are, are you still there, Kathleen? Yes, I'm, I'm here. I know we're coming right down to the last few seconds here. It's the academy of ct.org. 
O-R-G. And you could also get a book, Mind Over Mood, on my website, drkenner.com. And oh, if you Mind Over Mood? Mind Over Mood. It's at my website, okay. drkenner.com. And if you hang on, I'd like to just touch base with you during the break. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner, and you're listening to The Rational Basis of Happiness. For more Dr. Kenner podcast, go to drkenner.com and please listen to this ad. Here's an excerpt from The Selfish Path to Romance, the serious romance guidebook by clinical psychologist Dr. Ellen Kenner and Dr. Edwin Locke. For a romantic relationship to work, your aspirations for the future need to be compatible. For an example, an important value to discover is whether you and a potential partner want to have children or not. And if you do, how many? This choice dramatically affects your future together. A discrepancy in values here is often a deal breaker. Explore this value honestly and openly. Even if you initially agree, one partner may have a change of mind later and this can become a source of conflict. If a partner has children from a previous relationship, it is very important to learn how that might affect your daily life together and your long-range goals. You can download Chapter 1 for free by going to drkenner.com. And you can buy the book at amazon.com.